before The Rock was The Rock, he was in The Rundown. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's F. Adulgent Movie Podcast, and I'm continuing this week with another fight scene breakdown. This one, the finale from The Rundown, which is an underrated action movie that I highly enjoy. And yeah, and this, uh, me talking about the scene is going to help explain why. So without further ado, let's get started. The Rundown is the best Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie no one has seen. Those that have seen it are a dedicated bunch, because this action comedy features a rock most movie fans wouldn't recognize. He's an irritable bounty hunter with a gun phobia who gets trolled by Sean William Scott and just wants to open an Italian restaurant. You know, that kind of morally gray protagonist The Rock is known for playing nowadays. Just kidding. Also, it features a bounty of awesome action scenes, including the Furious finale. So here's the setup. Our bounty hunter Beck has a conundrum. After a series of misadventures, he finally has his bounty, Travis Walker, in his possession and a plane to take him home. However, the woman who aided him, Rosario Dawson's rebel leader Mariana, has been captured by the industrialist Hatcher and his goons. Not content to let the woman who aided him suffer at Hatcher's hands, Beck mounts an unconventional assault on Hatcher's heavily fortified city. So why does it work? Well, first off, we've got Beck fighting for something besides himself. Beck has spent the most of this movie helping people for the wrong reasons. He beats up Hatcher's goons to keep his bounty. He helps Mariana to keep his bounty. Also, he can go home and open a nice Italian place. It's understandable that he wants out of the life he's in, but he's also dead set on his goal, no matter what. Mariana even calls him out when he tries to compare their struggles. But now, now he seems to care. He had a clear out to fly off and live the life he wanted, and he decided to give it up and risk his life instead. It's also noteworthy that Beck is picking a fight. Up until now, he's tried to avoid conflict and resolve things peacefully. He always presents option A, which is the I don't kick your ass and you comply option, before going to option B, which is the ass kicking option. Not this time. He's starting and finishing this one. And now we get to Beck's combat style. So The Rock is a big muscular man. Bearing his physique in mind, there's a tendency to go to the Arnold school of fight sequences, have him pick people up, toss them around, and use those big muscles for quick maximum damage. It's effective, but uninspiring. In The Rundown, Rock's Beck is definitely powerful, but he's also incredibly agile, can grapple with the best MMA fighters, and uses improvised weapons at his disposal. In one of the DVD features, The Rock tells tells everybody how the fight choreographer did this on purpose to show that a big man like The Rock could be quick, dodge blows, and kick. But there's also something else we know. Beck doesn't use guns. Thus far, he's disarmed all of his opponents and broken down their weapons to make them useless. But that's about to change. And then we get to building to the big guns. Beck has sung a similar tune throughout this movie. I don't like guns. He's not incompetent with them, but he clearly doesn't look doesn't like who he becomes or what happens when he uses them. And at first, it looks like he'll be able to maintain his warrior's code. He stampedes a bunch of bulls through town to weaken the defenses, Walker is there to provide some cover fire, and his well-armed opponents are no match for him in close quarters, even if they are armed. But after his first scuffle, things take a turn. Beck is pinned down by enemy fire, and Walter is being 
uh, Walker is being pelted with volleys into his cover, a bus that's leaking gas near a fire. Beck has two options in his hands, two shotguns, but he doesn't want to violate his rule. The build in this segment is stellar. The music has the tension of a rapid electric guitar picking. The shot selection shows the audience all of the rifle barrels aimed at Walker, and then quick cuts to Beck's eyes to let us know he sees what he's up against. We see the gas drop from the bus in slow motion. We hear Walker's cries being drowned out by gunfire. And then Ewan Bremer starts reciting, Do not go gentle into that good night. As everything crescendos, and we see the rock's forearm forearm tattooed with the phrase, Do not go gentle. He closes his eyes as the sound drops out, and he opens them and stands as the music shifts. Oh shit, it's about to go down. And then follows with the shotgun fury. I have a soft spot for action movies that do something different, even when that something different means the hero has to have the strength of a Terminator. In this case, Beck is unleashing his inner gunslinger, which means dual-wielding shotguns, one in each hand. And as soon as he starts firing, Yui understand why he says bad things happen when he picks up guns, because every shot is a one-hit KO. Not only that, but they also pepper in a series of absurd reloads, including one with his forearms to shoot a guy across his body, reloading another one with a kick, and even reloading by laying them down on a box and pulling. It's completely unrealistic, but that variety keeps things interesting. And pulling up both guns for a double barrel shot right before the bus explodes and the rock rocks away from the explosion? Action movie perfection, and we ain't done yet. Because there is a whip fight. For a stretch after the shotgun barrage, we're getting into more traditional action movie territory. Beck takes out a gunner's nest by destroying it with flying punches and a series of kicks before landing on the soft ground, and why are there three guys with whips coming around? This is such a unique scene that I literally have created a superhero who uses whips as his primary weapon, because used like this, they are devastating. The three men encircle Beck and proceeds to crack their whips at his face, try to snare his leg or make him dodge into a takedown. And there's some sl- choice slow motion camera moves from Peter Berg. This is the and this is the best the weapon has ever looked outside of Indiana Jones. We also have the editing. I don't always point it out, but it's noteworthy that this is a go f- go for broke American action movie with guns, fists, and quick editing that is still extremely easy to follow. Your action movie can use quick cuts, intense zooms, and slow motion, but you need to choose these shots in the right order and linger in the right spots to maintain geography and audience comprehension. You might not have the exact layout of the place memorized, but you can comprehend each shot from the shotgun or knockout punch the rock is throwing. In that quick rotation as the rock catches the rifle from the guy Sean William Scott just shot before hitting Christopher Walken's gun is awesome. The conclusion is, it's something different. Like many of The Rock's best movies, the rundown and this scene works because it's trying to do something different with its heroes and stand- and its standard one-man army setup. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.